Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Bucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, an Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning and their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty and Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices, as well as storylines of your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week. So how does one stay up to date on all of this fun? Download the Odyssey app, search Pucks and Bolts, hit that auto download button so you can stay up to date with your favorite team or all of the exciting news around the NHL. Guys, I am Casey Hudson, joined by my guest Ed Encina of the Tampa Bay Times, and it's time for us to get into a brand new episode of Pucks and Bolts. Ed, how are you? I hope my dog's not driving me crazy. She's going nuts because I have not been home much lately, so this is my payback. Well, thanks for having me, Casey. Hopefully that uh, hopefully your, your dog uh, enjoys the show. So relaxed. I know. <laughs> she here, She gives us, um, you know, when you see those monitor things in arenas of, like, noise and stuff, she gives us a monitor reaction if she agrees with what I'm saying or if she disagrees. So there you go. That's always a fun extra layer to the show. But, um. You were obviously, you're at all the Lightning games and stuff, and you have such great insight of everything going on with this team. Kaylee, when she introduced me to you, said that you're the guy that gets down to the answers. So I'm going to have some fun <laughs> answer, asking some fun questions from you. But let's start with the road trip. Guys, you know, start off the road trip winning three games. I think that they did it in a pretty good fashion of finally kind of getting to that 60 minutes of hockey mark that they had goal. Um, but then those last two games on the road were a little wonky. Right. What was your overall takeaway of their road trip, uh, the success and things that really screamed to you, okay, we've got to clean this up before we really full launch into the second half of the season after All-Star Week? 
Right. Yeah, you're right. I think, you know, the search is still kind of to to play these consistently play 60 minutes of really good hockey. And I think it all kind of starts, you know, we, we hear John Cooper talk about all the time. We, we hear them talk about in the locker all the time is, you know, it all kind of starts in your own end. And I think you know, those first two games, those first three games, you know, they, they played really well. And, and it, when, when we talk about, you know, them playing well in their, in their own end defensively, it's about those limiting those, you know, what they kind of call juicy opportunities, you know, in the front of the net mm-hmm. um, and, you know, kind of creating some traffic there. So, I think they were able to do that in those first three games against some some pretty good competition in St. Louis and 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 Seattle. You know, um, those are two you know different teams in a sense that like you know St. Louis is is probably a little bit of a you know a little bit more physical team, uh, but Seattle's a really good team. is a lot better than probably a lot of people on this side of the country really know. Um, and you know, they the Lightning handled them pretty well in the first meeting at Amelie Arena, but that second one was was a it was it was it was a really, really big fight for them, you know, and obviously playing on the road, yeah. you know, being across the country. And then I also think that there's so much that that was in the room leading up to 500 uh, for Steven Stamkos. Yeah. And those guys wanted so bad to get it for him and not just to get it for him. Obviously they all want to see him achieve that. You know, it was just a matter of time, obviously, but at the same time, you know, they kind of wanted to kind of get it out of the way too. You know, it's like, yes, it's one of those things that, you know, the, the more your the more anticipation there is for it, the more you know. Maybe everyone kind of grabs your stick a little tighter, you know, as as the saying goes, um, and just gets a little bit more nervous. You could tell so much though from St. Louis when I think Stamkos had a couple of, of uh, empty net opportunities late in the game, um, and and didn't get them. And then Seattle, uh, you know, another empty net. Uh, you know, Victor Hedman you know, is on the rush with him. And you can see Victor the whole time. He's trying to figure out a way to get the Stamkos on the way. Level with him, and, yeah. Right. And he just couldn't get it there. And the, I think in, in Vancouver, a couple of days later, I asked him, I was like, you know, like, how much were you just trying? He was like, it's all I thought about. He's like, when, after I scored the goal, you know, I looked right up to the to the replay board to see if I, there was any way to get it to him. I just couldn't f- figure it out. So that's how much, that's an example of how much those guys wanted to get it for him. Not just to get it for Stammer, Stammer, but also to like kind of put this all of this anticipation aside, right? And mm-hmm. but in the end of the end of the day, it was probably better. Like I honestly think that getting in the way that he actually did get it is a lot better than one of these you know empty net goals at the end of the game. That's kind of an afterthought, you know. I mean, Vancouver, yeah. to be honest, was one of like you know you know we've covered you know Stanley Cups, we've covered these huge games in the postseason, but like seeing that moment in Vancouver, which is so awesome because, you know, it happened early. It happened on a, on a, a goal that was a legitimate goal. You know, Alex Killorn makes a great play to set him up and he's right there back door, back post to, to put it in. And the way the fans in Vancouver reacted to it, like a road city, you know, they've been dealing with their own stuff with their own team. And yes. You know, the way that they acknowledged Stamkos and, you know, the standing ovation that he got was like, it was one of the coolest moments, to be honest, that I've seen because it was, you know, I don't know if it was expected, but you can just tell that like in hockey towns, you know, like, you know, many of those north of the border, that they pay attention to this kind of stuff and that it means something, you know, they have have a really good appreciation for the history of the game and that this just isn't some milestone, you know, that, that Steven Stamkos is up there now that, you know, mm-hmm. you're probably, you're watching a historic moment and 
you know, you're probably watching a player who probably, you know, in a lot of ways just etched his, his way into the hockey hall of fame. And um, so to, to see that and kind of the reaction from it was really cool. Like, and obviously after the, after the game in that room, in the room, you know, Stamkos had, you know, pretty, a pretty emotional speech to the team where, yeah, and he's always been this way. You've seen it, Casey, in, in, in post game is when, when he's, you know, talks about these milestones. It's it's kind of, he takes it in and he's learned to take it in as he's gotten older. Um, but he also kind of, you know, he the, the people he think about or he thinks about are the people that, you know, were the people that set him up on those goals. You know, like he'll never yes. forget Alex Kalorn. Like not that he would normally, but you know, he'll always remember, you know, that goal and that setup and the move that he made to, to set him up and everything like that. So you know, getting back to the road trip though, I mean, I think there was so much that encompassed those moments, you know, there's the anticipation yes. and probably there's a little bit of a letdown too after that, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you have this high, everyone asked Stamkos, I think the other day and in, in, here in Tampa, it's like, well, how did you celebrate? And he's like, well, I really didn't have a chance to celebrate because we were on a flight to Edmonton to play the next day. And Moments there, later, there, was a, yeah. there was a little bit of, you know, you know, they really didn't have their legs against Edmonton and against a team like that with that much skill and that much speed, you know, to not have your, you know, a game or, you know, hundred percent, you know, that's going to put you behind the eight ball, you know, no matter what. And then, you know, the Calgary game was one that it was kind of an interesting one because they, they just kind of, you know, fell behind early. We're kind of chasing it the whole way through. And, um, you know, by that time, like, I know what it's like from being on the road. It's like at the end of those road trips, like you just kind of want to be done with You're it. You're ready to get home. And, and yeah. those, those are, those are the, some of the <laughs> toughest ones. And then, you know, there, there's tough ones when you get back after the road trip, like we saw last night. Um, but you know, I think those are those are kind of the, the things that the teams go through on the road. And you know, we talk a lot about how you know this team has hasn't been itself necessarily on the road, but um, you know teams like that kind of evolve. And you know, I have no doubt that this was a even though it probably isn't the way that they wanted to to end up because they won those first three games and ended up mm -hmm. you know kind of you know kind of losing steam at the end. But it was still very it still said a lot about them and the team that they can be on the road. And, you know, they'll, they'll have another, you know, big West Coast road trip coming up after the break. You know, uh, I think it's, you know, Dallas, Colorado, Phoenix, Vegas, somewhere in uh, there. Vegas right. So, yeah. you know, they'll have another opportunity to go out there for a long, long stand stretch. But, I mean, let's remember that the, the real, when you look at this team and you look at how they kind of galvanized, it all kind of goes back to the bubble in, in 2020, when they were on the road by themselves during the pandemic. It was all about them. Like, but they were away from everything and they blocked everything out and were able to obviously go on that magnificent run. That's the way I always kind of think about is well, the road is tough because it's the road and you're traveling a lot and you have back to backs and I'm sure you have tired legs and stuff like that. But at the same time, you kind of can become galvanized. And these guys that, you know, these guys are so close that sometimes the road helps you. So um, I love that road kind of looking for that moment. Yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Yeah. I'm so glad that you painted the picture of what that meant of Stammer collecting his 500th goal in Vancouver. And, you know, you said something very key there. The Canucks obviously have had a lot of their own issues going on. Clearly their, their head coach just got fired. They brought in somebody else. 
with all with everything going on in that organization, they still are a pretty quality team. I mean, Bo Horvat got into NHL All-Star Week on vote, and right. he's top of the league in terms of goals that he puts up and points that he puts up. He's a quality guy in the NHL. So I feel like it was the perfect setup of if we don't play a great game, this can be taken from us. The early start of the 500 being collected, Killer being on two of the five of the three right. goals that night. It was just so many sound pieces to it, and and you you nailed it. Stammer is always figuring out a way, not figuring out because I feel like it comes easy, but he's always pulling his teammates into his success and saying, if if not if not for this moment, this guy, these people. But I definitely think the guys were holding on to their sticks a little too tight. Yeah, you read about it for Ovechkin, like even Ovechkin, one of the top guys in the league, he said that he was just really kind of over gripping, and his teammates were overly trying to force the for him to hit the, his milestone of 800 plus and you know it's just all part of the game and i feel like that kind of fed into some of the success on the top of the road trip and then as you said the other two edmonton's a really hard team to face back to back i mean their right. offensive firepower is an overload 